All right, we're recording, I think. Is this, yep, it's happening. It's happening. We're this, here for this. This probably should have happened like two years ago. We've been talking about this for a really We've been long time. about this for a long time. But this is going to be a baseball podcast presented to you by myself, Jake Hassan, along with Isaac Trotter. And we're doing it. We're talking baseball today. We're doing the thing. Can't help it. We are doing the things. We are doing the baseball bar. So what things. we decided to do is we were going to wait till after the regular season. Yes, yes. after all 163 games oh, to yeah. get this going because it's playoff time and that's the best time for baseball. We got 10 really good teams lined in it. Obviously, we'll just get this out of the way early. We're both St. Louis Cardinal fans. Yeah, problematic. We we may not talk Cardinals. We may end up talking about 45 minutes of Cardinals. We're not really sure. But we're going to try to stay on topic and talk about the playoffs. And there's some big-time things to get into. Yeah, I mean, you brought it up. Game 163 happened today. Uh, two tiebreakers for the division crowns for the Central, NL Central and NL West. Awesome um, to see. Awesome yeah, for baseball. I mean, I love – I mean, we talked about it last week. We were hoping for maximum chaos with the Cardinals right. and Rockies and Dodgers and Cubs and Brewers all being in it. But uh, it only came down to two games, uh, those four teams. Uh, the Cubs and Brewers had the early game today at Wrigley. Brewers took that one three to one. So let's just start there. Um, so the Brewers are NL Central champs. Ninety six wins. They it rip off eight wins to end their season, and now here they are, division champs, back in the playoffs for the first time since two thousand eleven. Everybody's going to talk about the addition of Christian Yelich, and he's yeah. been fantastic, and obviously he has a chance to win the MVP. But people don't talk enough about Lorenzo Cain and what he's brought to Absolutely that not. for that outfield and brought to that. You know, that team just with the winning culture that he had down at Kansas City, and then of course playing really elite defense in center field, and just what he's done atop that lineup has been pretty magnificent. So, Yelich and Kane have helped this Brewers team oh, turn yeah. into a big time con- a contender. They get hot at the right time, and they storm past the Cardinals, storm past the Cubs, and, and end up uh, division champs. It's something that I didn't necessarily expect. I thought that they were still destined to be a wild card team. Yeah. But they're good, and they have every opportunity to make a really big run. And I think that they're showing off the recipe that we've seen from really good playoff teams in the last few years. I mean, we saw what happens when you just go and get these players. I mean, Lorenzo Cain's a 30-year-old center fielder who relies on his legs a lot. And everyone's like, oh, is he going to regress? He was a 4-1 player this year. I mean, that's better than most center fielders. I mean, he might get a couple MVP votes himself. But you said it before, the story is Yelich. 26-year-olds, hits a career-high 36 home runs, shattering his previous record, which I think was 26. And MVP talk. I 110 mean, RBIs, has a you know a, an NL high, 326 yeah. on base percentage. Listen to or, or at batting average, listen to this. He finishes the year with an OPS of 1,000. Exactly Ridiculous. right on the button. Yeah, and I mean, that's not even talking about the defense he brings and stolen bases. He's a 22 stolen bases. I mean... He does a lot of things he for does it all. on the baseball field. And, and that's the thing. Like We talk about the Cardinals going out and getting Marcelo Zuna. Yeah, mm-hmm. Christian Yelich was the best one in that outfield. And yeah. who would have thought that Christian Yelich would have had the best season of all yeah, of the right. Marlins outfielders last year with Giancarlo Stanton and Marcelo Zuna. And the, yeah. the Brewers crushed that trade. Yeah, I mean, obviously you always get into the price when you get someone like Yelich because he's cost, he's cost-controlled for the next, I think, four years. He's only 26, and now he's clearly developing into this MVP caliber player. And the Brewers sent over a package held, headlined by Luis Brinson, who's a big prospect. He's an outfield prospect, but that's the thing. He's a prospect. You don't know what you're going to get. Yelich, you could see his numbers kept going up and up and up and up. 
And so I, I think the Brewers are pretty happy they made that trade. Big time. And then, you know, flipping over to that Cubs side, a lot of people are freaking out and thinking that the Cubs, yeah. you know, choked down the stretch. And I don't think they did. The Brewers just got hot. I mean, what yeah. are the Brewers, 20-7 and seven in this month? The Cubs won almost every single series in this month, finished, I think, five games over 500 in this month. Yeah. It wasn't a collapse. It was just the Brewers are playing at a high, high level. And so now the Cubs go back to the drawing board, and they have a tough game tomorrow. They'll play the yeah. Rockies tomorrow. John Lester on the bump, which you have to love. But the Rockies have a really good lineup, and they'll be motivated after losing 5-2 to the Dodgers today. Um, in that game, 163, the Dodgers yeah, take the NL West. Rockies and Cubs play tomorrow on Tuesday night for the NL wild card, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be great. Yeah, um, flipping over to that other game, 163, the Rockies, we've always talked about how they don't have the, enough pitching to get them this far. But tomorrow they have Kyle Freeland going, and he's a 2.83 ERA. He's been very good in his only his second season. Through a career-high 202 innings this year, he's been unbelievable for them. And away from cores, I mean, that even though the Rockies obviously always want to play at home, but, I mean, we know the cores effect. And with big boppers like Rizzo and Bryant and Baez in that lineup, I mean... Being away from cores arguably helps the Rockies' case here. Yeah, yeah no, and this this Rockies lineup is legit. Mm-hmm. Nolan Arenado, Nolan Arenado is a study in Desmond, Carlos Gonzalez, Trevor Story, Trevor Story, you know, David DJ, Dahl, David Dahl, DJ LeMahieu, of course, Charlie Blackman, of course, yeah. on top of that whole thing, and our boy Matt Holiday on the bench. Yeah. Gotta love it. But you know, there's just a lot of intriguing matchups tomorrow. I think Lester will be able to go out and be a bulldog and mm-hmm. do what he usually does in postseason baseball. But this Rockies lineup's legit, and they yeah. have every opportunity to go into Wrigley and steal one tomorrow. And what a story would that be if the Cubs are out of the playoffs in the wild yeah. card game? I mean, especially because they were expected to be the juggernauts. I mean, and then in the offseason, they go get Brandon Morrow. They go get you Darvish. And another year with Brian and Baez and co. And, and then... And it, then over the trade deadline, they yeah. go get Cole Hamels. Daniel and Murphy. Daniel Murphy, who've been fantastic. And David Bodie comes up and does yeah. all these things. So it's just an interesting year on that on the north side for Chicago. There's a lot of people, you know, a lot of people are going to get on Chili Davis, their hitting coach, for yeah. what he's done to that team. And at the end of the day, you just had guys a little slip back a little bit. And after all of the things that went wrong, after Darvish gets hurt, and after Morrow gets hurt, and after Chris Bryant spends a lot of the year on the DEL, and after Wilson Contreras gets hurt, they still won 95 games. Yeah, I They're mean, still it's unbelievable. Really and that was really on the back a lot of Javi Baez, because yes. he's he's probably going to finish... Second, for, would you say? So I meant to bring that up when we were talking about Yelich. I think the Brewers winning the division probably gets Yelich yes. that MVP. I think that was what it was hinging on, and especially because Yelich came up with a big RBI today. Right. Uh, he was three for four. Almost won the triple crown. I mean, if he had hit another home run today, he would have had it. So, I mean, when someone's that good... Uh, and no disrespect to Bias. He was unbelievable all year. Deserves a gold glove. Yeah, at arguably multiple positions. Right. But uh, I just think at the end of the day, Yelich kind of carried them down this last stretch to that division crown. It's very interesting. But back to this wild card game tomorrow with the Cubs and the Rockies, I texted you in July about John Lester, about his peripherals, how he's given up the most home runs in his career. He was giving up his, he didn't have as much movement and his strikeouts were down. And then we saw it happen. Uh, where is it? In the first half, I mean, Lester was 2.58 ERA. Right. I mean, he was still throwing well, but those peripheral numbers weren't great. Only seven strikeouts per game. He was giving up. Which is a, a career lot. low for him. 
Right, and it was very low, and even he didn't even pass the eye test. Is the problem too? He just his his cutter wasn't cutting. He wasn't bearing his breaking stuff. So in the second half, that led to a four point five ERA uh, into August and September. But then these last eight starts, he's been unbelievable again. It's been he. I think he, it was a sub two ERA down the stretch, and I think it was over his last handful of starts. And now you have him going tomorrow, and. Playoff John Lester, we all know what that's like. We all know what he can do because we saw it in 2013. We saw it when the A's acquired him in 2015 too, or 2014, I'm sorry. But And then what he's done for the Cubs too. I mean, playoff John Lester, he just flips that switch. And it's going to be very interesting to see what he does because he's been he's pitched three of these games in three different uniforms. So I'm very interested to see how this Rockies team handles a man who knows I got to carry my team today. Lester, obviously, in that first half of the season, I, I remember I read a story. I think it was by Fangraphs saying that Lester was the most lucky pitcher yep. on in baseball. Mm-hmm. And so, in that second half, yes, his numbers didn't look great. But when it comes to playoffs, you yep. throw the numbers out the door because yeah, Lester's right. been here and done it's that. A, and it's a mentality. Are we going to be shocked if he goes out tomorrow and drops seven innings of two-run baseball? Absolutely no. not. I wouldn't be shocked if he went nine shutout, right. honestly. And, <laughs> and what he's done in his last starts are pretty remarkable. Listen to this. Last start against Pittsburgh, six innings, three hits, no runs. The start before that, five innings, three runs, only two earned. Seven innings, no runs against Cincinnati. Five and two-thirds, three runs against uh, Milwaukee. And then a six-inning um, shutout against uh, Philadelphia. So what we're talking about is in the last, you know, five starts, he's given up a total of five earned runs. Yeah, so he, he's mean, ready to roll. He's, he's going he's to go ready. out and give you the Cubs everything they need. And let's be honest, they need it bad. Yeah, they need their absolutely. ace to be an ace, or they're going to be in really big trouble because this lineup. This is not good. Just because you go out and score eight or nine or ten runs against the Cardinals, right. that doesn't mean your lineup is good. Because in playoff baseball, like this lineup has been exposed. Chris yeah. Bryant's struggles have been exposed. Wilson Contreras isn't the same hitter that he used right. to be. And when you don't have the continuity one through nine, and you're constantly shuffling people around, and you're not sure who your center fielder is between Al- right. Albert Almora and Ian Happ, that's a problem. Good teams yeah. have continuity. Cubs don't have that right now. Yeah, and I mean, all year we heard it was because there was another side of that coin where it is kind of a good problem to have when you have so many talented guys. Sure, but 100%. by by now you need to have a lineup that you know you're going to go to. And maybe Cubs, not a lineup, but they need to understand a regular, their roles. They need to be right, and, and they so they that's don't the thing. know that yet. And I think injuries have we talked about the injuries have played a part in that because Bryant just came back what two weeks ago, a week yes. ago. Uh, Contreras, you talked about his injury. So they're in kind of they've been in kind of that gray area for a while where guys are like, am I starting today? Am I on the bench today? I mean, even Ben Zobris has been playing the outfield the last two weeks. So it's it's kind of they're in this weird area. And but they're still more talented right. than every single team in the and National League. And that's a wild statement. <laughs> that, it's so weird to and say. So they have a chance here tomorrow. You know, they get that done. They go into the Brewers again, which is, I think that would be an awesome thing for I, baseball. Yes. Brewers and Cubs again are another rematch for yeah. a five-game series. The NLDS would be amazing. I'd, I'd expect the Dodgers to advance past the, the Atlanta Braves in the other side of the bracket. And a Dodgers-Brewers or a Dodgers-Cubs NLCS would be really, really I mean, intriguing. Cubs Dodgers would be a three parter. That'd be right. part three. I mean, it's very interesting. It's a very interesting situation. But 
I do kind of like the Rockies tomorrow because of that lineup that you mentioned earlier. Nolan Arenado has an OPS over 1,100 against lefties. Trevor Story has an OPS over 1,000 against lefties. Even Ian Desmond, who has fallen off since his national days, 840 OPS DJ against lefties. DJ LeMahieu. DJ LeMahieu over 900. And DJ LeMahieu is a guy who slaps singles the other way. To see him with an OPS over 900, that's wild. And uh, I did have this discussion earlier. Shout out Tommy Polson, who said, you know, yeah, righty-lefty splits. That's all fine and great, but there's that certain mentality that we talked about that Lester has. But when it's for a career, like Desmond's OPS for his career is about 850. LeMahieu for his career, over 900. Like if this was just a heater that they were on, I could say, okay, well, that's just a streak. But these guys, those four guys are established veteran players who have, across the board for their career, been dominating against left-handed and pitching. And look, let's, we both love the Cardinals. We both wanted them to make the playoffs. <laughs> But the, a lot of angry texts sent in the last two weeks. But the Dodgers and the Rockies and the Brewers mm-hmm. are all better. These are the yes, five best absolutely. teams in yeah. the NL. Mm-hmm. And I think that you're going to see a really intriguing NLDS and a really intriguing playoffs from the National League side. We haven't even touched the American League yeah. side. <laughs> and that might have you know the three or four best teams in yeah. all of baseball out there with, with Houston and Boston and New York and Cleveland. And don't Oakland. count out the A's, who have been awesome this year with thanks, Stephen Piscotti. <laughs> Another fantastic trade by yeah. John Mozela. Crazy. But but there there are just so many options here. And you know what what I love about this podcast is we can just nerd out and talk baseball yes. for, you know, whatever, an hour, hour and a half, yeah. two hours. And and what I want to get into later in the show is let's rank our top ten mm-hmm. teams yeah. here who we legit think could win a championship. Because right. we can always talk about the Cubs and the Dodgers, but right. the Brewers might be better than them. And the Brewers might be set up to win a championship yeah. a little bit better. Sure. I mean, so let's do wild card predictions just yeah. real quick. Let's do, let's, let's do our overall predictions for the thing. I don't want to do the whole thing yet because I want to see who comes out of the right. wild card okay. because that changes it for me okay. depending on who comes All out right, of the wild card. Wild card predictions and I'll go. I do think I do think the Cubs pull this one out. I can see a situation in which the Rockies do win, but it, and like obviously the Cardinals fan of me wants to see the Cubs lose and I, I would love that. And I but it's kind of like with the Dodgers and the division. How I said all summer, the Dodgers are too talented to just get into a wild card. They want that division. They are far too good. It's kind of like that. The Cubs are too good. They're too hungry because they're not satisfied with just getting into the wild card. They want it all. They want to come back. They know the guys that they have. But the Rockies are also talented and uh, they got knocked out in the wild card last year. And I'm almost convincing myself to go with the Rockies now, but. I, I do think it's the Cubs just because they have John Lester out there. That's huge. I think we're going to see a big Chris Bryant game because he's been kind of quiet since he got came back from that injury, so much so that they've moved him to the sixth spot. So I, I do think we see Chris Bryant kind of come up tomorrow. And they just have so many guys. And I, I, I think and I love the Rockies. I love their season. I've been watching them all season. Uh, I love David Dahl. I love Trevor Story, Arenado. They're all great. But I just this Cubs team. I think they want to come back and try and stick it to the Brewers in the division series. Yeah, I'm ag- I'm with you there. I think the Cubs will come out and talk tomorrow. And there's really two people why. One, John Lester. Of course, mm-hmm. we've talked out ad nauseum about what type of player he is in the yeah. postseason. But Pedro Strope is supposed to be back tomorrow right. too, which I think will really settle a bullpen down for the Cubs that has right. a lot of issues. And a if lot Lester's given you six, and you just got to get through two more innings, and you have Pedro Strope in the ninth. I think that that's I think that that's a scenario where you can see the Cubs coming out on top. Plus, they're playing at home. Plus, they're going to be Wrigley, very... The Wrigley Field effect is very real. 
Like the Brewers winning today was really shocking that, to me. To me, that was that. Yeah, I, th- except it was surprising. But the Brewers were a very hungry team. They wanted it, and, and they had the hot. They had heck. the hot streak on their side. And let's and this Colorado Rockies bullpen has been an issue all season long, mm-hmm. and they've kind of gotten a little bit back in control now. But yeah. Wade Davis, his ERA is still at four point one three. Brian Shaw has an ERA just under six. Jake McGee is still over a six yeah. ERA. Those are issues. Their their only con- guy who's been consistent all season has been Adam Adovino, and former Cardinal. Yeah, of course. Uh, and Sung Won O too, former a little Carmel. bit, yeah. But Adovino uh, has been really their guy. I think if they get to the ninth with a lead, they're still going with Davis, just because, kind of like Lester, he has the pedigree. He's been there before. This is a guy who had a he has forty three saves this year. He's yeah, done the job, right? And I, he had what a one point three ERA yes. that was in twenty fifteen. Yes. So I mean, Davis is unbelievable. But I do just think the Cubs get. I, I think we're seeing seven and two thirds from Lester tomorrow. One, yeah. One thing to note too, Kyle Freeland's. Strikeouts per nine innings, seven point seven. Yeah, he's not average. a strikeout yeah, guy. It's, it's fine, right? It's, he's not going to go out and throw the ball past you tomorrow. Yeah. It'll be up to the Cubs to see if they can take advantage on the AL side. Oakland and New York, guys. I really love this Oakland team. Okay, I, good. I, I, I was I wasn't sure what you were going to say there. I think I think that they have the best bullpen. Yes, maybe out of all the teams in the in the playoffs, they're right up there. And I think they're going to win. I think they're going to find a way to beat the Yankees. I am not buying the Yankees. I love their bullpen. I love some of their yeah. their lineup pieces. <clears throat> but Oakland's hungry. Ho- Oakland doesn't have the target on its back. They're going to come out and beat the Yankees on Wednesday night. I mean, this is a Yankees team that nearly lost to the Twins last year in the wild card game. They got bailed out by their offense again. And, yeah, the Yankees have a great offense. They've hit the most home runs in single-season history. Uh, I mean, thanks. that's thanks to Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge. And, I mean, even Aaron Hicks was kind of surprised this year. But <clears throat> for me, Oakland just has it. Oakland just has that it factor. Um, they were unbelievable in the second half. And that bullpen, they're trying out Edwin Jackson out there. And that's hilarious to me. But <clears throat> when you only need that guy to go four innings, you only need him to go once through a lineup, that's perfectly fine I, because just the pieces this Oakland bullpen has Jury's Familia and uh, oh god there's one I, can, I think it starts with a T I don't remember but he throws about a hundred Blake Trennan no 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 uh, not Lou co- Trevino 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 throws a hundred consistently paints it too Fernando Rodney they went and got him and then you mentioned Blake Trinan he of a sub two ERA dominant stuff I mean he has a sinker that hits ninety seven strikeout per nine innings of over eleven it's that's like Alex Reyes like you know Ray, good. Blake Trinan's gonna get Cy Young votes it's gonna be like Zach Britton a couple years ago because he has a sparkling ERA. And he can strike anybody out. He can paint with that sinker. He can backdoor sinker you all day. And he's unbelievable. He can get six outs, seven outs if you need him for that. But this Oakland bullpen is unbelievable. And that's not to say the Yankees don't have a good bullpen because they still have back there Dellen Batanzas, Chad Green, David Robertson, and Aroldis Chapman, of oh, course. Oh, Chapman. <laughs> Ever heard of him? Oh, yeah. yeah. That I Aroldis mean, Chapman. Yeah, I mean, uh, the guy that the Cubs got for their championship specifically a couple years ago didn't work out that great, but still, I mean, a guy who's still dominant still hits 103 regularly. And let's not just talk about this <clears throat> Oakland A's bullpen. This lineup's legit. Yeah. Matt Chapman is really 
really good. He has. There's a person. So there's someone on that Oakland team who should get MVP votes, and it's not Chris Davis. It should be Matt Chapman. But Chris Davis is going to get him. Third baseman in the game. Chris Davis is going to get him because he hits the ball to the moon, and he has been great, and he deserve and he deserves some of those votes. But Chapman's not going to get as much recognition, and he should because he plays a premier defensive position, and he's very good with the bat. Good, and, you know, props to our guy, Steven Piscotty, for putting mm-hmm. a heck of a season together. Yeah. 27 home runs, 88 RBIs, a batting average, a respectable 267. His yeah. slugging is just under 500, which you'll take all day. Yeah. And look at this. Second on the team with 41 doubles. Steven yeah. Piscotty doing what Steven Piscotty right. does. I mean, that's, and that's 27 home runs uh, playing in the Oakland Coliseum for 81 of your games. So that's really good. And that's another reason why I think this Oakland team comes out, because they hit the most home runs on the road of any team in MLB this year. They the really Yan- missed and now, Sean Manea. And now you're putting them in a phone booth right. in Yankee Stadium. Yeah, they missed Sean Manea, but credit Matt Olson. Credit to where credit's due yes. for Edwin Jackson and Trevor Cahill and uh, Brett Anderson. I think they've tried it out there a couple times. Those guys have been really good. And Edwin Jackson, we've seen. He can go on these stretches where he's really, really good. And I think I was talking about it with you a couple weeks ago. Pitchers go to Oakland. And they've, it's like there's three places. Pitchers go to Oakland, Pittsburgh, and Houston, and they just figure it out. And it's super weird, but I'm extremely here for it. And like I said earlier, Edwin Jenkins goes four innings. You turn it over that bullpen. It, it, it's over. It's over. I mean, it's crazy. And Chris Davis, I think we're going to see at least – we might see two or three home runs from Chris Davis with that short porch at Yankee Stadium tomorrow. He hits the ball to the opposite field yeah. really well. I mean, he has power everywhere. It's – and you know, for the Yankees side, this team's very good too. Like, let's not let's not take it away. This is a really, really good team. I'm not saying that they aren't at all. No. I just think that they're going to run into a you know this 100 win team. Right. But they're they're I think that they're going to run into a really bad matchup with Oakland. And Oakland does some things that give them a hard time, especially with the high K rates that the Oakland bullpen has and their ability to hit the long ball. But you know, when we're talking about the Yankees, of course, Stanton and Judge get a lot of love. But our boy Luke Voigt been a heck yeah. of an addition for them and they they trade him to the Cardinals for Chase and Shreve and and Voigt has been fantastic for them 14 home runs 33 RBIs a 333 batting average an OPS of just under 1100 he struck out 39 times in 148 plate appearances but you'll live with that when he's doing when, what he's yeah doing. when he puts up those power numbers you'll take it and I love Luke Voigt getting some run with the Yankees good for him um, he clearly was blocked in St. Louis by the likes of Jose Martinez, Matt Carpenter. Like, there was just too many guys in front of him. And I really like seeing him get run with the Yankees and playing well. Obviously, Cardinals Twitter, one of the worst places ever on the or internet. Or the best. It's, it depends. So it can far, be really good or really bad. Last couple of years, it's been pretty terrible. But, I mean, they're obviously saying all... Hashtag the, our second home. <laughs> yeah. I mean, say, oh, the Cardinals are eating crow now because they gave up on Luke Voigt. It's not so much that they gave up on Luke Voigt. It's just that they knew they couldn't give him the playing time to let him figure it out uh, because he was he was idling at AAA Memphis. You had to let go of him. But I love seeing it. I think a platoon of him and Greg Bird in the future is going to be very effective for the Yankees. But this ace team just feels like a buzzsaw. I mean, and I think... I, I was just trying to find it, but I couldn't. I saw a stat a couple weeks ago that the A's, when leading past the seventh inning, ridiculously good. One loss in like 40 something yes. tries. I want to say 45 and one is what it I It was saw. something I like that. that. It, was, uh, it was an unbelievable number. And I mean, that's just how good their bullpen is. It's just so good. I, I think the A's do come out of that wild card. And watching them play the Red Sox is going to be extremely interesting. 
a very, very tough thing to get into. But, you know, this this playoffs, the Cardinals aren't in it, so I don't have a rooting interest per se. But I've never been more tuned in with the playoffs thing because there's just so yeah. many good things. And I think that I think we can agree that Cleveland and the, the Yankees and, you know, Houston and the Boston are four, the, probably the four best teams in baseball. Yeah. But I have a weird feeling that the NL is going to come out on top exactly. after this. Well, because we talked about it earlier, the NL is so Deep. darn talented because the Dodgers are ridiculously talented when you look at Justin Turner and Manny Machado and Clayton Kershaw and Kenley Cody Jansen. Bellinger and Yasiel Puig. Exactly. You don't even get it. Those guys Bri- and with Brian the Cubs, Bryant. And then, well, then you get to the Cubs, Bryant, Rizzo, Contreras, Baez, Lester, on and on and on and on. It's just those two teams especially are so talented that, you know, everybody's talking, oh, the AL, the AL, the AL. And granted, the AL has Mookie Betts, Alex Bregman, Francisco Lindor. Luis Severino. Chris Sale. Again, that list goes on and on, too. I think we are forgetting the NL. And specifically, I think... And I, I think this is actually... Because there's one team that I think a lot of people are sleeping on very much. So I want to do our rankings of the teams now. Top 10 teams. Yeah. So... Should we go 10 to 1? Uh, or should we 1 to 10? Let's go 1 to 10. Okay. Top like, number 1 team. Can we agree it's Houston? I say I think Houston. Think oh wait, okay. Are we going talent or who we think likely to win the World Series? No, I think we should do li- likely to win the World Series. One. Okay, three. okay. World, likely World. Okay, I like that too. Okay, mine's still Houston. I think so because they have Verlander and Garrett Cole in that rotation mm-hmm. that are absolutely dominant. Dallas Keuchel. Yes. Lance McCullers. Jose Altuve. Charlie Morton. Yeah. No, they're they're Charlie they're, Morton or Lance their McCullers staff is so good. Charlie Morton or Lance McCullers will be in the bullpen. That's insane. That's ridiculous. <laughs> With that one pitch wonder, <laughs> yeah, I mean it's ridiculous. So I, I do think Houston. Uh, obviously, the Red Sox have put up these gaudy win totals right. and they win by these big margins. But Houston just has it all. Right. They have the whole package. I think Boston has some issues with their bullpen that they're trying to figure out, and even the rotation. Chris Sale's health is in question, and I think sort of that fourth guy who they're going to use because I think Boston's rotation is Sale. And Porcello and Price. And then who's your – Steven Wright or Eduardo Rodriguez? You can't trust Drew Pomerantz. He's been – Nathan Eovaldi. Yeah, Eovaldi, I could see that because he's pitched well. So is Boston your number two? Because they're my number two. I would say two. number two as well. Yeah. It's just when comparing them, Houston just has a better bullpen. Uh, Ozuna, for them in the closers role, has really stabilized that. He, ga- he gives them something that Ken Giles wasn't. Yes. In that Giles was just volatile. You didn't know if you were going to get the Ken Giles that could paint the corners and give you 100 miles an hour on the corner and seal it down in 12 pitches and you were going home, or the Ken Giles that was giving you serving up home runs and blowing the game. And look, the Boston lineup is ridiculously yeah. good. Like oh, outside yeah. of their catching, you know, which has kind of been meh for them, yeah. they, every single spot in their batting lineup has over oh, 10 home runs. I mean, so that's ridiculous. They probably have two of the top five vote-getters in the MVP race with Martinez and Butts. But, I mean, our, I mean, Houston has their own MVP candidate, Bregman, and Bregman has really flown under the radar. I feel like he has not gotten enough recognition as an MVP candidate for a guy that has had an unbelievable season and for a guy that has slashed uh, 286, 394, 532 with a 926 OPS this year. And a is, couple, is that good? It's pretty good. A couple of walk-off hits, too. Uh, 51 doubles led the league, 31 homers, 
pretty good. 103 RBIs, pretty good. And then plays a premium defensive position. More walkouts, more walkouts. More walks than strikeouts, too, 96 to 85. It's pretty ridiculous. That. He's like, that's very good. So, all right, so Boston's two for us. <clears throat> yes. Here's where it gets interesting. Yes, I agree. Because three goes a, a few ways for me. I think Cleveland's bullpen is ridiculously good, and bullpen matters a lot to me. I also think that when you have a, a, a talent like Lindor at shortstop mm-hmm. and Jose Ramirez playing at an MVP-ish caliber level, yeah, I think I could He'll see be them. Top five. I think I could see them at three, but I also look at the Cubs and I go pound for pound, they have just as much talent. Right. I think what I'm going to do, I'm going to go Cleveland three over the Cubs, just because I think that their pitching rotation with Corey Kluber gives them the edge. Because I'm not sure what I'm going to get from the the, the Cubs pitching, and that bullpen is meh. So I, I'm going to go Cleveland three for me. So one Boston two or no one Houston two Boston three Cleveland. Yeah, I think because we're doing this likelihood to win the World Series, I think I have to put the Cubs at three just because mm-hmm. Cleveland's in the AL yes. and they have to go through that buzzsaw that is Boston and the Astros. I do. Uh, you made a lot of good points about Cleveland. I love their lineup. I love Lindor and Ramirez. I think they're both going to probably get top seven MVP votes. Um, it's just – and Kluber's great. He's going to be in the Cy Young contention. Bauer's been great. He would be in the Cy Young contention if he had the innings and that injury hadn't sidelined him for a while. But it's just the AL so tough, and I think Cleveland's the weakest – not the weakest. Right. Sorry, the weakest division winner in the AL. For sure. Um, I mean, I, those four teams, Minnesota, Chicago, Kansas City, and Detroit, were all horrific. Right, and Cleveland had a bad start too. But I'm with you. I like their bullpen. Simber's been good. Allen and Miller haven't been as good as years prior. Miller had a little bit of injury issues. Allen just kind of regressed a little bit. But I still, in the postseason, I like them both a lot. I mean, Miller can get you – Six outs, seven outs. Allen's very good in the ninth. And then they have guys like Brad Hand. Forgot they had him. Uh, but Adam Simber's been very good too. So I, I like it a lot. It's just that the Cubs are a slight three for me just because they have the NL. Right. right. So And Cleveland's my four for whatever that yeah, is. Yeah, so right. I would have the Cubs four as well. I think, again, any team in the NL, the Cubs have as much talent. as just can they put it together. Mm-hmm. And they are on a brutal stretch right now. They've had like one day off in about the last 41 days, I want to yeah. say. Their season could end tomorrow. Right, and, and you're seeing it. You're seeing the exhaustion, and yes. that's kind of what I, I waited on this point because we did cover the Cubs a lot in the wild card discussion. You can see it. You can see how tired those guys are. I mean, obviously, they're major league players and they're warriors, and they're, but they really needed that day off tomorrow. They're not and getting they're it. And they're not getting it, and that's, it, it's brutal, and that's why you're going to need John Lester to be dominant because, I mean, this lineup just looks tired. But, I, I mean, they're still my three, your four. They're still a top-five team in yes. this postseason bracket for both of us for a reason because they're both the, – the Cubs are just so talented. Where do you go at five? So – Oh, boy. I'm going the Dodgers. Okay. And this is, again, because of the NL and how it's weaker. And just I think if the Dodgers can get to the NLCS, I think – you're going to see a new Manny Machado who's never been there before. I think you're going to see a Brian Dozier who I don't believe has been there before either. And then 
playoff Clayton Kershaw comes out, who, despite popular opinion, you look in those numbers, Clayton Kershaw's pretty darn good in the postseason, too. And they got some studs <laughs> behind him. Walker Buehler, yep. like you saw today, he's good. Walker Buehler was unbelievable. I be- I'm right with you there. Too. I, th- I think that the Dodgers are five for me. Their lineup is great. Yasiel Puig's had an awesome Yasiel year. Puig, I am so happy to see him doing well again. It he looks like makes baseball fun, and so we need fun. that. The sport needs the that. The sport needs a guy that'll lick his bat. I love it. I, I mean, he's just so fun. I mean, uh, he had a very good year, 2.7 war. Uh, he, he, granted, I don't think we're ever going to see the Yasiel Puig that was the 300, 295, 300 right, right. hitter who could possibly hit 30, 35 home runs. I think what we've got in the last few years, that 265, 270 range, about 25 home runs and like Cannon 15, of an arm and right field. Yeah, going to make a few boneheaded plays, but yeah, overall good. But right 15, field. 20 stolen bases, 25, 30 doubles. I think, and that's still a very good player. That's a good, good player. I mean, I just don't think he's going to be the superstar that carries this team, which is fine because they have Bellinger and they have, in most years, Corey Seager. So he just, he just, I think Puig has really settled into that role of, okay, I'm just kind of a complimentary guy now. I can still have he's my fun. He's seventh for you. That's a really good <clears throat> yeah, problem to have. Yeah, because he has pop too. I mean, he hit 23 home runs this year, so and he hit 28 last year. So I think, I think Puig's been really good. But, yeah, I mean, there's so much talent in this Dodgers team, and I think they're just an electric team. I think they have fun. They like to – they just go out there and do it. And I think that they have the easiest matchup in the NLDS, in the division series. Like, I'm not buying the Braves. I think that the Dodgers are clearly much better than the Braves. Mm-hmm. I think that the Dodgers win that series in four. And so they'll be um, automatically in the NLCS or automatically have a mm-hmm. really good chance to get back to the World Series. And if you get back to the World Series, you know, again, throw the records out, yeah, throw the names right, out. Exactly. Who knows it's going to happen. Right. Um, six for me is Oakland. Six for me is Oakland, just because, like we said, they have that. Well, like I said, they have the buzzsaw. That they have that it factor, and they just come up, they just show up, and they just do these things, and you can't count them out. I mean, they just yeah, they're lacking this talent. Obviously, Graveman went down, Sean Manea went out, um, but these guys have stepped up, and then I mean, just their lineup is very good too, and I just really like the feel around this Oakland team. Six for me is the Brewers. And I think okay. because they have an electric bullpen and mm-hmm. we can talk Josh Hader all day long. He's unhittable. Mm. Yeah. Corey Knable has revamped mm-hmm. his season with a minor league thing. Yeah. Je- uh, Je- uh, Jeremy, Jeremy Jeffress has been awesome yeah. for them. So I love Matt those. Albers, <laughs> serviceable. Four, those four guys are very solid. Yeah. Is their rotation fantastic? No. But no, rotations don't matter very much anymore when right. it comes to postseason baseball. I mean, baseball. you saw Hader get six outs today right. for you. And it wasn't hard outs. They weren't <laughs> stressful outs. He was a buzzsaw. He made Daniel Murphy look stupid yeah. <laughs> today. That doesn't happen often. No. And so when you have the bullpen and you have the lineup that they have right now, with you know they have Mike Mustakas who no one's talking about, Jonathan Shoop who's no one's talking Scope. about, Scope who's not that's what I meant, uh, Scope who's no one's talking about, and yeah. to go along with Christian Yelich, to go along with Lorenzo Cain, yeah. Jesus Aguilar, you know that's a team, that's yeah, a team, and, and let's not forget they're the hottest team in baseball, and mm-hmm. like we saw in 2011 when the Cardinals got hot, they were able to storm right, right through yeah. the thing, and that matters. They're six. Yeah, um, o- Oakland and. Milwaukee are close six. I mean, Milwaukee's my seven with Oakland as my six. It's close for me. Um, And I do think if the Brewers continue this hot streak, they could easily make a charge through this bracket. But, uh, yeah, I just give Oakland that that slight edge. 
Um, it's it is very very slight edge. Um, but yeah, eight for me is the Braves. Okay. Um, I think people forget the Braves. I wanted to put them higher, but when I looked at it, they are just I I, I need to see it first. No, no um, I see it. I can see them beating the Dodgers though. I can see it. I can. I think it goes Break five that games. Down for me. So, my thing with the Braves is they've just been quietly good. And yeah, they they won the least amount of games in the NL, um, and that's why people. I just get feel into like this they got season. really lucky this year with the Nationals falling apart, with getting to play, you know, a horrible organization like the Miami Marlins nineteen right. times a year, and then along with the Mets who've been a train wreck this year. And then, you know, the Phillies were great for a little while and fall, fell off the tracks. Like, I felt like that division, mm-hmm. the NL East, was probably the worst division in baseball outside of the AL Central. The Braves, for me, I just, when I look at this team, I just see a lot of things that I like. Um, from Mike Fulnetowitz, I mean, he, he led the league with two complete games, which A, just makes me laugh, and B, is just really, it's just really funny, but also, like, it just shows you that he's a type of pitcher that you don't often see anymore mm-hmm. because he's a guy that can go that distance. And he led, the, he led the league with one shutout, too. So I just really like what he brings to the table. 183 innings, uh, 2.85 ERA. His strikeouts per nine are 9 are 9.9, so right. pretty much 10, which is a very good number. Um, I, I really like what he brings. Kevin Gosman's been very good since he got there. Their bullpen is very good as well. And then you get into the lineup, Albies and Acuna – have been really good Marquecas. all year. Yeah, and Marquecas is a guy who quietly puts together a 300 average yes. uh, and about an 800 OPS. It's very quiet, but he's still very solid too. And then they just have guys that just all complement each other, it seems like. And then right in the middle there, Freddie Freeman. Yeah. And I love Freddie Freeman. He doesn't get nearly enough attention. Agreed. I think it's because Agreed. he's been middling on these terrible Braves teams for the last few years. He felt a little like Ichiro in Mariners. You know, yeah, like absolutely. Under, underappreciated. Like Mike Trout a little bit yeah. at, at times. Yeah, I mean, I had six Milwaukee. We skipped over my seven, but that was because we, ta- we were the A's, which yeah. is fine, which we talked enough about. But eight for me, I'm going with the Yankees because mm-hmm. I think that, you know, we have a 100-win team. <laughs> right, the, right, right, yeah. They have the second most wins of anybody in the in the playoffs. So I'll put them eight for me just because I think that they do have the talent. I, again, though, I just don't see them getting past the A's in this AL wild card game. Right. And if they do, Yankees and Red Sox would be an awesome story. But at the end of the day, I think that the Red Sox clearly have a lot better talent and their pitching would take them a little bit farther. So the Yankees are eight. Nine, Colorado. Yeah. It's very interesting to put Colorado 9 just because they are a talented team and they're very good and they won 95 games. And and we talked about that lineup with Story and Arenado and then Dahl comes up and does his thing, plays very well over the last three weeks, two, three weeks. Uh, Charlie Blackman, obviously very good. And then, I mean, the duo of... German Marquez and Kyle Freeland has been surprisingly dominant this year, and they've been very good. Uh, they find the Rockies finally have pitching. Then you talk about Matt Holiday, who could be a threat off the bench. So yeah, it feels a little weird to put the Rockies at at nine, but I mean, it, it just shows it, how deep this right. It just is. it just speaks so much to what this playoff bracket is like. So you're putting so ten for me is Atlanta, just because I don't buy. I don't buy the hype. 
I don't. I think that they're a year away. I think they're a very good team. I just think that they're a year early. Like yeah. this plan was, they were supposed to be good next year. They happened to get lucky and play in a in a rough division this year and took advantage. And you know, some young guys stepped up. Yeah, I think they're a year away, and I don't see them getting past the Dodgers in this NLDS. If they did, I feel like the Brewers or the Cubs or the the Rockies are a lot more talented than them and, and would be able to take advantage. But they're ten for me. So is ten for you the Yankees? Yes, and that and that's and uh, just like a reminder that this is likelihood to win the World Series, and so I think that's why I think they're the that's why I have the Yankees and Rockies as my bottom two because I think they're the first two out tomorrow. Uh, Well, tomorrow with the Rockies and the uh, Yankees the next day, the Yankees are uber talented. They have we talked about Stanton, uh, Judge, all those guys in that bullpen, Severino, Tanaka. These guys are good. They're talented. I just don't think they can make it past Wednesday. I don't think they get out of the wild card. And that I I just think that this Yankees team just has too many flaws. I feel like they just kind of limped into the finish. Uh, so I think, yeah, I, I, the Yankees are 10 for me. The Rockies are 9 because I think they're the first two teams out. It's going to be a wild, <laughs> wild ride. Yeah, now, we I'm have very to decide excited. How often are we doing this? See, it's weird with the postseason because we can't really get a schedule. Uh, I feel like we could do this every single day. We could, but <laughs> people can't get, keep up with that. Um, I think, because what's the schedule look like? We could do it a Monday, more, like a Monday night. Because I think with the postseason, we could do two times a week. I think we could do Monday and Friday. Which I think works. I think that plays at least for the foreseeable week or two. I think it'll be fluid. Yes. I think this will be a fluid scenario. Um, just we're just be- gonna, what we're going to do is we're going to try to get you an hour of baseball content. Yeah. I, I think because... Because what the playoffs are going, there's going to be so many wild rides, twist, twists and turns. We'll have so much to break down. An hour won't be too hard to fill up Cause, once a week. Because Friday... Right. If we do Friday, that's all that we'd have one game... From each series, at least. And we'd have two games from the NLDS already if we did Friday night. So I kind of like doing Monday-Friday right now. We'll see, though. Because I think that's a good breakup. But, yeah, I mean, we'll see. And then once, obviously, the offseason starts, we'll probably go down to once a week. But, yeah, I mean, right now, we'll plan for Friday, I think. I think I like that. All right, so quick, just to leave our audience with the last parting remark... We're predicting Oakland is over New York on Wednesday. Yes. Cubs over Rockies tomorrow. Yes. And then all hell breaks loose once the ALDS and NLDS starts. I firmly believe once the division series starts, anything could happen. Because I I do, like I said, I see a world in which the Braves beat the Dodgers. The Dodgers would have to slump a lot, but I do think it could happen. Don't buy it. (laughs) Guess we'll find out on Friday when we're breaking this down. I feel like we're going to have an argument all day. Probably. Me saying the Braves suck, and you're like, the Braves need our love, our respect. I'll I'll put this out here. By the time we record this on Friday, Acuna will have hit at least one leadoff homer. No, sorry. Please don't. Please don't listen to him. Okay. You can follow me on Twitter at Isaac underscore Trotter2. Follow my boy Jake at... At Jake Hassan, too. And we'll be creating a Twitter page for this. We will be definitely creating a Twitter page for this. But this has been a baseball podcast presented to you by Jake Hassan and Isaac Trotter. We're workshopping the name. We'll see what happens.